Hi guys, Katie and Boniface here. Sitting down in a conversation, I think we wanted to share with you some questions and some thoughts that we have. We like to sit down and speak about different things, about philosophy, about health, about how we feel. And Una is about this. So we want to see how you think you can share with us about this concept that I have kind of come across after 20 years in practice and that I like to share with Katie and we, we thought we should share that with you. So the question goes, do you think I'm happy because I'm healthy or do you think I'm healthy because I am happy? I give you a minute to think about it and I'd like to take you through the journey of why this question happened and of course we'll have to go and define a few of the words part of that question And I want to pick your brain as well into what you think about health, about happiness, about success, and about how you manage to measure those things that are very intangible and impalpable. So the first question I have for Katie, or actually not really a question, is that I just want to open this conversation together, is what do you think comes first, Katie? Do you think happy comes first or healthy comes first? Mm. It's, it's amazing because it's exciting to have this conversation here because I feel that we don't know the answer, mm -hmm. right? And we're just having this discussion. It's so raw because we haven't really finished this discussion. No, so I would say healthy comes first. Right. Tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> I, like it. I like it when it starts like this. So, so you now you understand that I'm thinking the opposite, which is perfect. This is the best way to start yeah. a conversation. So tell me why. So I think that there, for me, there is so much of my happiness stems from how healthy I feel, mm -hmm. right? How, how my brain feels, how my gut feels, how my body feels. And then I really draw out the happiness. I, I'm going to stop you right here. Take it away. Yes. I'll tell you why. <laughs> This is interesting because we have to figure out how we measure those things. Because what you've just said, and it seems very clear to you, you say to me, sure. I want to know... I know that I want to feel good from my gut. I want to feel good in my body. But what? try and describe now with words what that feels exactly. And what do you compare it with? So what is sure. it when it's not there? Yes. So it's, it's lethargy, right? Okay. It's feeling super so tired. Yeah. It's feeling unmotivated. Mm -hmm. You know, it's maybe spinning not the most positive thoughts around hang on yes you've changed already so you're okay. already in the thoughts here yes but you started from the body so go back to your body yep. tiredness what else do you have would you say pains would you say dysfunction maybe so, inflammation you know maybe lack of sleep um right. those so, feelings within the body <laughs> I, mean, like, the i love this no but this is so good look I, i tell you why i'm doing this it's because This is really important for all of us guys. This is, you know, this journey is a singular journey and I want to bring back all these discussions that we have and even all the tips that we give you, even all the exercise that we're going to share with you to you. And yes. you're all different out there. So we're not saying this is what to do, this is how to do it, this is what you should eat, this is how you should move. We're giving you options. We're proposing something that we think is safe and is going to help you. But the biggest thing that we're trying to do here is empower you To, to, make your decision. to make your decision yeah. into what first what works for me. So it comes back to the one question, who am I? So when I'm teasing Katie here and saying, but actually, what is it when you say, oh, I'd rather be, I want to feel healthy first. I say, okay, what is it? What is healthy? 
and try and think again, what am I defining myself as being healthy? What do I compare myself with? And mm. you'll see that it's not such an easy exercise at all. No, so you mentioned inflammation, issues with sleeping. So here yep. I could ask you, is it difficult for you to fall asleep? Do you wake up at night? Or do you sleep through different little scattered moments? Or, you know, how would you describe sleeping being an issue when you're sure. not in the best place? I think it could be a combination of any of those, okay. right? Not being able to fall asleep properly, not sleeping through the night fully, maybe waking up with anxiety or, you know, feeling those thoughts of rushing. So that in those moments, that's where I don't necessarily feel at my optimum health. Right. And yet that then affects my happiness. Great. So what is happiness for you, Katie? I think happiness has to start from within. Good. And this, <laughs> <laughs> we're on the same page on that one. But I think for me, you know, starting from within, mm -hmm. for me, health comes in all of the areas that we speak about constantly all the time, you and I, right? The mental, the physical, the social. And yes, there are some external factors within those categories, but the majority of it has to start within you. And for me, it's the health element. That's how I feel happy. Good. It starts within you. So you need yes. to know what is inside you. This is where we're going to go, guys. We need to try and start this introspective journey to what we are. The, in Una, you're going to learn a lot about how to move. You're going to learn a lot about how to feel your mm. body. But you're going to learn a lot about how it functions. What is its metabolism? How does energy work? How does circulation work? And I want you to take a time to try and embrace this because this is where we're going to go with this, I hope, is that there's, in osteopathy, which is where I'm coming from yeah. with this, there's a rule that says structure govern functions and function govern structure. And it took me a while to grasp it. It's a big philosophical concept. But what it says, in a nutshell, is that if you look at my elbow, my elbow has a certain function, which essentially is to bring my hand mm. closer to my mouth. This is what it's designed for. And it, it does that because there's a certain shape of the bones that interact at this joint. I can't go sideways with my elbow. I can only do this and rotate. Now, I could ask myself, why has my elbow such shape? So there's two ways to look at this. Way number one, I'm thinking there's a big organizational force, we call it God if we want, who created us, and therefore he thought, you, you're gonna have an elbow to eat. Or this is maybe not how it happened, and it was a long process of evolution, and gradually features came out, right? Remember this question and always think about this. Do I have eyes to see or do I see because I have eyes? This is a good one to this remember is a good for one. the trick. Now, if you think about this and if you think about everyone, happiness is the same question, just put a bit differently. And this is why I want Katie and I to discuss is that it feels that if you know who you are or if you've started that journey into, okay, so I know where I come from, my culture, my parents, what I was eating when I was young what I, how I exercise, yes. how my body responded to it, what happened to me at puberty, and where am I now, depending on what age you are, but also where am I going, okay? So you have to be able to put your, your, your life in a way flat yes. in front of you on a timeline and say, okay, where am I going with this? And I think this is where you have to understand, a bit like the structure and the function of the elbow, what is triggering what in my feelings. And every time Katie was speaking about how she felt in her body, the next sentence was a feeling. <laughs> so I wake up anxious. That's an anxiety. This, we're not sure. in the realm of the body anymore unless you had 
physical symptoms like yes. you know pain in your tummy for example or difficulty to breathe so i'm still in this i want i would like rather to try and define where and how we start so if you go back to you yes. gonna, it's going to get personal okay you've had an amazing journey and you've known your body pretty well for sure. a while because you've used it as a dancer as a cheerleader you know so you you've learned how to move with it to have a vision of it in space sure did you or when did you start trying to question how is it working inside so mm -hmm. that's a good question anatomy or my digestion sure. or my whatever you can sure. do about. i think when i first became pregnant with my first child mm. was a moment where i realized that yes the importance of my body is for me but then it became the importance of my body was also for someone else mm -hmm. and i really had to then start to go inside myself and think, how am I going to maybe, like you said, shift those feelings or past experiences into now packaging them up and moving forward and changing that pace I, for someone else who then needs me. And I want to, and who, I'm the host, host for host them, for. right? That I want to pass that energy onto them. So this is incredible because in, in my career, I specialized in pregnancy. And lots of people were thinking, why are you doing this? Well, I did this because I had a great mentor, Renzo Molinari, to name him, who really helped us to be, I say, all around and into women's health, sure. which was a big area that was a bit neglected. But within the whole pregnancy, pre and postpartum, a lot of the time I said, you know what's the most beautiful thing about it is that with regular patient, I have to create that curiosity and stimulate them for sure. them to try to understand what's going on inside. With a pregnant lady, you don't. She's the one asking for you. She's like, it just clicks. so hang on, yeah. what about this? And how does that work? And how does this work? And how does the baby grow? How is it turning? And how is it pushing my kidney to the side? And how am I willing to go to, to, to the bathroom all the time? Well, all these things, and my sleep pattern has yes. changed, et cetera, et cetera. So, they were really quiring. It's, it's interesting. And that shift is so powerful because from that, of course, with the whole process, you're going to become a mother and then you're going to become... So many more changes happen yeah, exactly. personally, externally, exactly. completely. But then you, you don't lose that. No. Interesting enough, once you've opened that door of being curious about how it functions yes. inside, yes. I think you keep it. Hence my last yeah. thing about this. I think women growing through the process of being mothers as well. Sure actually gain an immense maturity, not just by becoming mothers, but also because then they've absolutely. started that journey. Completely. I think women and men as well. Because I, I think, so. I, absolutely. I think that a lot of men, you know, and I can speak from my husband's perspective, mm -hmm. come out the other side having such a deep, profound respect for the body, the mind, you know, and watching this all happening right mm -hmm. and taking place and you know fast forward now i have two children you know i now have such an immense deep appreciation for my body but that's taken time mm -hmm. right and that takes time and nurturing and coaching yourself and coming inward to yourself to realize that what my body is doing is phenomenal i remember you know i would walk up four flights of stairs to get to my obstetrician's office mm -hmm. and i was always out of breath and I said to him, I can do an exercise class, but walking upstairs I find so hard. And he said to me, do you know why? And I said, why? And he's like, your heart is working twice as hard right now. And for me, that moment, I was like, wow. Yeah, do you know what? My heart is doing a lot. 
Coming back to happiness. Tell me. Uh, I know you're very happy with your two kids and your husband, so that's <laughs> good. So you're, you're, you're an easy one to convince about happiness. But I want to think, I'm going to put some numbers out there because it's something I struggled with when I first read these numbers. And I've worked a lot trying to understand the process of happiness in, in the human mind. Anyway, there's this big study that comes out that says 50% of our predisposing ability to be happy mm. is genetic. Okay. 40%, four zero is a state of mind. Yeah. And 10% is our social recognition, our professional recognition, even our health, which this is a really struggle with. And I was like, hang on, I don't understand. So what we actually think is 90%, if you ask people in the street, just represent 10% of the real value of the predisposing factors sure. to be happy. And this was, it was curious to me, and I really worked on this for a long time. It took me 20 years in practice to actually maybe relate to this being possible because you can see that even physiologically, you're happier if you own more receptors to serotonin than someone else. And this is just random. It's just that your genetic code codes for it or that you secrete more serotonin than someone else where sure. you're having a pleasurable experience. But also the mindset. I was like, 40% is your mindset. And you look around and you see patients and you hear people and you hear stories because that's what being a practitioner is. You hear stories and narratives. And you realize that the more people experience their life, the more they tell you a different story. So a bit like decision-making, people don't make decisions between two facts. They make decisions between two stories. Right. And you realize that people actually decide about their mindset and the vision of their own life and see if they're happy or not, depending on the narrative they make of their own lives. Yes. So that brought me to the next sentence. Who's telling the story? And what story is it? Are you telling yourself a story? So that's people that can be in denial. Are you actually objective? How do you gain objectivity on your own life? Sure. And I think, okay, so this is maybe where, coming back to our original question about happiness and health, I think you can do a lot more about being happy that you can do about your health because that starts all the way up here. Yeah. So if you start that work and you put yourself, you free yourself from others, you free yourself from comparison, you free yourself from consumerism, you free yourself from all these yeah. ideas that you need thing or that actually you want. Or that you thought you needed to be. Or yeah. And when you fall into that space, funny enough, health seems to be empowered kind of naturally. And it means that suddenly... The only thing you're going to think then, if you don't think about things from outside, yes. then you have plenty of time to think, so what's happening inside? And as soon as you start that, I say, transition, everything starts to be coming out and much easier and clarity clears. Now, it's very easy to do, to say, sorry, super easy to do. I can't say it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to say. Exactly. And very difficult to do. Yes. Why? It's because you have thousands, hundreds of thousands of brains trying to make you feel and think differently. Yes. So this is the thing that I hope through these conversations, we're going to start sparkle a little thing thinking, hang on a minute, what do I really need? Well, you have definitely sparked that in this conversation for me. That shift. <laughs> that transition. I, yes, because my brain is just going a thousand miles an hour right now, you know, really thinking about everything that you've just said, because mm. I know in my heart of hearts that I've made those transitions already mentally, you know, to shift myself into happiness pockets, you know, where I've really wanted to develop and reach out into to feel more whole and well. And then in turn, I have felt healthy. 
You see? So, yes. It's natural. It happens. But I will, I will touch on a last little point about this that I'm quite fascinated about. Is that we perceive the narrative about our lives I was just mentioning before. We perceive our lives through a lens of gain and losses. Mm. I'm going to try and explain this to, to people here, if you're with me. Is that we feel very differently about what we think we could have gained compared to what we think we could have lost. It's, it's a very strange feeling, and if, there's plenty of exercise. We spoke we about this do. yesterday. We it did. really exactly. made me think. Exactly. So let's speak about this one example that like you like. So yep. if I was to give you a lottery ticket that gives you a certain gain of a thousand pounds, or I give you another lottery ticket that gives you a 50% chance of winning 2,000, which one would you take? See, it's pretty amazing. I would take option one, and he would take option two. Yet, <laughs> Katie's, Katie's the normal one. So everyone, when we think about gain, will take the safe option. I would. Now, if I turn it round and I mm. say, I'm going to give you a ticket, that means that you're going to certainly lose a thousand pounds. Yes. Or another ticket that will make you either lose zero or two thousand. And I would take option A as well. <laughs> and, and I think this brought us to the conversation of, of the certainty. And I really thought about myself last night, you know, why I would choose those options. And I think it's because I didn't, I had the fear of the unknown, of the experience and the feeling on the other side, mm -hmm. if it didn't go to plan. Right. So you were measuring your kind of decision process by the potential regret yes. that you would get from not having a situation unfold on which you had a choice of one. I guess, yeah. And just maybe being a little bit more tiptoe, you know, considering um, my happiness. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is Katie who's really good at, at measuring a happiness. Most people are not so good at measuring happiness. And if you look at the studies, what's interesting is that most people, coming back to your example, if they are measuring gains, will go for the safe option. And if they're measuring losses, will take the gamble. Mm. This is what happens in, if you do a big survey. And if you think about it now, you take the same concept and bring it back to health, and this is why I'm trying to go with this. I'm thinking, hang on a minute. What do people think about their health? Do they look at it as something that is always towards gain? Or do they think that it's something that goes towards loss? Mm. What's interesting about it is that if you think about life, there's a moment where you decide, and that's very curious and it's very different for everyone, where the middle of your life is. And what you're going to do with your brain is going to say, for the first half of my life, I'm gaining. And for the other half of my life, I'm losing, mm. which means that the decision-making process mm. that you're going to make on the different time of your life is going to be different. Sure. One is going to be really risk-averse and one is going to be more gambling. Mm. So when you think about that and you think about how people relate to their health and therefore the decision-making process that they will apply as to what should I do to be healthier or what should I do to be happier, it changes and morphs Obviously, this is just one parameter. It's yes. multifactorial. You have your history. If you have an accident, if you had a disease before, have sure. you seen your best friend die two weeks ago? All these things will totally change your decision making. So I'm not making it as such a simplistic feature of life. But it's interesting to see and compare that health is not so easy to define. It isn't. And, I, and I love this because even in this conversation here, mm -hmm. you know, I am not right and you are not right. We are both on completely separate journeys 
within our own vessel and how we give and receive is going to be very different in all areas of our life. And that is it's so true. And this is why I, I love these discussions. And, you know, I love this opportunity for Una series, um, you know, not only for us to grow ourselves, but also to share this and then to learn from our community, because this is where the magic happens. So I think it's safe to say that for Katie, <laughs> she's healthy and therefore happy. And for me, I'm happy and therefore healthy. What are you? Love Let it. us know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks, guys.